What does he do? We are all left in suspense for Bloodline series finale. We are here ending season three, ending the series of Bloodline, and we're bringing it in with a very special guest in studio. So stay tuned for our recap show of Bloodline right here on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's the end, guys. We are here, Blake and Allison, ringing in the series finale of Bloodline. We've been covering this show for three years. Three years! Bittersweet! It's crazy! We are um, (laughs) so thankful that you're joining us tonight, ringing in this final episode. If you're viewing us on YouTube or any other podcast version, please rate us, thumbs up, five stars. We love all that stuff. And uh, I'm your host, Blake V. You can find me on all social media at Blake V Media, and I'm joined by my fab co-host, Allison. Where can they find you? You can find me at the Allison Dean. Bam. Excellent. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, That's where it. you can find her. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are ringing in our final episode here with a very special guest. We Who just couldn't wanna... show up, so I'm here. Yes. <laughs> we Terrible. Go, we want to go ahead and introduce him right off the bat. We are here with Eric O'Bannon himself, Jamie McShane. Hello. Thank Hello. you, Jamie. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So happy. So we... Yes! Wow! Well done, James. The whole Thank soccer you, James. stadium. I love it. I love it. That so was we, Manchester United. Yes! That was. All for Mr. McShane. All for Mr. So McShane. So we had you in last season, mm-hmm. and we were sort of getting introduced to the sort of Eric O'Bannon storyline, and was he a villain, was he not? You know, what was his storyline as opposed to the Rayburns? And then now season three was really... The Eric O'Bannon show. We felt like we this thought all it was. season. Yep. I yeah. appreciate that. I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know that. We I mean, thought that, and actually a lot of the feedback on YouTube that we got was that it was very much, um, you know, like, save Eric O'Bannon. There was a lot of Eric O'Bannon to, yeah. to this whole season. Because your character had a very interesting arc, the whole the whole journey of Bloodline, because it's you know, initially he was the villain and that's who the family was trying to frame and he was kind of this guy on the skirts who was just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, not really reliable. And then through all of what we saw, Eric O'Bannon really was the upstanding guy and we saw how the Rayburns were framing him and, mm-hmm. you know, what they were doing to Eric. So it came full circle and it was really like a fascinating oh, cool. storyline cool, we cool, felt cool. for Eric. Well, we, I think we also didn't know from when you came in last season what the extent of your character was going to be for season three. So where... Yeah, I didn't know either. Right. <laughs> right and I, I feel like that's what you said to us, is yeah. I, I don't really know where it's going to go, because yeah. you had that... I think you came on right after you had that intense scene with John. Yep. Ooh. That was the one. Yes. And so that's sort of where we, we didn't know what was going to happen yeah. next. So it's interesting... Everything that happens next. Yeah, the show's fascinating because it, it takes people, and in the beginning, you think, all right, this is a good guy, this is a troubled guy, this is a dirt bag, which was me, and um, <laughs> you know, this and this. And then when you when you got into who they were and their stories, it was the opposite of, of what you thought. Yep. And Eric, ah. Eric and Chelsea, my sister, became really the only upstanding people. And yeah, I dabbled in some crap here and there and whatever, but um, compared to what they all did, right. Pretty well, and saintly. I feel like it was <laughs> for Eric's character. It was. It felt like more out of a sense of like needing to, you know, trying to get ahead or trying mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, make that next move. And even if it was a little shady, it was like what he had to do to get mm-hmm, to the next spot. Mm-hmm. But the Rayburns intentionally just like soiled the situation. It was survival mm-hmm. for him. It was survival exactly, for Eric, exactly. and it was intentional for the Rayburns. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to put the it. The Rayburns yeah. were just. Dicey, man. Just yeah. everything. So well, it just, dicey. it all stemmed from, you know, I think John actually said it best in this episode when he was, he said to Sally, like, you don't know what family is or you don't know what yeah, love is. Yeah, that was said, pretty yeah. powerful. And she goes, yeah, maybe not or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. And so I think that was um, sort of like really the truth of the entire series is just you're taking a family and so much is built upon this family, but really there is no family. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And we come into the intro of the finale with John's voiceover, and he's saying, we were raised on a lie that eventually would break us apart. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Is that how season one opened? Season one opened uh, with, um, I always thought the most the best thing in the world was being a Rayburn. And oh, okay, 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 people, okay. But we, but did, we did a bad thing. We did a bad thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We right. sure did. Exactly. One, one thing after oh, another. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was a string of... 
Yeah. Badness. And it's come full before, circle. Before we yes. dive in, can we, so I'd love to know, um, when did you kind of find out about your role for, like what your role was going to be for season three and then how much of, like how much did you learn in terms of like, you know, did you get the only the first script of season no, three? Or the whole season? No, 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 no. Bloodline was always script to script. Um, they were always, you know, reworking and, and, and changing things, I, I, I think. And um, the the first two seasons, really the first season, it was the three creators, and they would all voice in on something, and then whoever's idea came out the best, they would kind of go with that, and it would it would morph and move, and they would they would really go with what the actors gave them, and then they would weave in ways that, you know, they wanted to. Right. So it's really always followed that sort of suit, where they see where things, they have ideas, I mean, you have to ask them, but they have ideas. <laughs> oh, let, then, let's, yeah. let's call them now. And, and we get it as it comes along, but we never got scripts far ahead of time I mean and then there were a lot of changes here and there but yeah. none of that was bad it was always but it's just how it was you right know? did it affect at all your approach you know when you were acting a scene but you didn't really know what the outcome was going to be two two the, episodes later T- Todd Kessler one of the creators said from the get-go I I said um you know so I can have a whole backstory and this and that and he goes yes have your own backstory have this and that but just know it may change like that. So I said, okay, so I can think I'm one thing, and then I find out I was adopted from Romania (laughs) in episode three. He's like, yeah. Yeah. So that's how it was. And apparently when they did damages, um, you know, it was for some of the people who had come more from film, those actors, it was hard for them to adjust at first. So this, you know, they would know everything ahead of time for a film. And here Mm -hmm. it was changing and morphing all the time. And uh, I guess that was difficult for some, but once they surrendered to it, it was fine. For me, as an actor who guest starred on a lot of shows and never knew what was going on and just had to come in, it was easy. It was. It was a little, well. It was what you I was familiar. Little, I was, it's what I knew. Yeah. It's what I knew. Yeah. So. Um. So when you got to the point where you thought you were dead, and then you ended up in the finale alive. <laughs> What was that like? Because well, <laughs> we were like, what? That's how they kill Eric O'Bannon? The, the whole episode nine was a whole dream sequence right. with John. We figured that out yeah, later. later <laughs> but that, that's how the show has always been. You've never figured we, out no, on spot what's she up. She watched true. episode nine and she texted me instantly. She's like, have you watched it? Text me when you watch it because WTF. And I watched it and I was like, what? what is happening? Yeah. It was really all over yeah. the place. So... I mean, that's you never knew what was right on with the show. I mean, it was never a straight shot. It was always sure, curving and always through you. So with episode nine, I remember when they shot it, Kyle and Mikael, the director, they were like giddy because it was so different for them. That's true. And it was such a different ride. Now, I think some of the fans have been like, what was that? Right. But if you just let go and kind of go with it, and I thought Kyle was amazing in it because yes. you think of what this guy has gone through. He killed his brother. He helped his other brother who killed someone frame me, <laughs> a guy he grew up with. And who was knew, close to the family, who yeah. Was close, you know, who knew the, them all growing up. And all the other stuff he's done, and he's taken this all on. And his family's falling apart. His wife's leaving him. You know, all this crap. And that weighs on a, a person, sure, I would imagine. Yeah. So I think, I thought Kyle did an amazing job with it. And it's just, so I knew that when I was in the coffin, which was not easy to shoot, um, that it was a dream sequence for John. So I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm dead. I'm back in the next episode. Right. You know, he knew it was, it was never real. Yeah. Yeah, it was never okay. real. Whereas for us, we were like, I don't know which portion of that might have yeah. been real. Yeah. Because yeah. as the viewers, real. it's like, yeah. it seems like it shouldn't be real, but we don't really know. But that's how this show has yeah. been. And I think it's that's true. the genius of these creators. It's yeah. like, you're, you're never on, on, on settled ground. It's, it's That's like you're, true. You're on a dock and the waves are always moving on you, you know? I will say this about the show. I think what it does is it really allows a lot of room for your own interpretation. And I think that's an exciting thing for a viewer because obviously it allows a viewer room to put on their own creative twist in whatever way they can. But then there's like, at least for me, there's like one side of me where I'm like, okay, I like that. And then on the other side of me, I'm like, no, no, no. Just be explicit yeah, 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 and yeah. tell me what, what is, is happening. Yeah. That, that's I think so. For me, it's like this push and pull of 
wanting the truth and then wanting my own journey. Like, the choose your own adventure so novel. True. Like, <laughs> turn to page yeah, 92. Not gonna happen. Yeah. Right, no, right, yeah. right. Not gonna happen. Not so much. Um, so I would love to kind of hit some major points of the finale and kind of pepper in Jamie's opinion of it because truly we have a lot of questions. We have some questions. We had to like we had to actually turn to Reddit, yeah, um, and just like to get the fan opinion What's of Reddit? a lot of things. Reddit is uh, like a portal for like Q and A, so oh, okay. like sort okay. of like a place where you can find an answer to anything. Oh. Yes, okay. anybody can report to Reddit and kind of type in their All contribution to yeah. whatever question like you might have. It's, exactly. it's very much, but exactly. more like where Wikipedia publishes um, like a, a general post on something. Mm. Reddit is more. Um, uh, opinionated it, it, yes. it like continues to grow so it's okay. like a, okay. a a chat format yes. where okay. you can and very much opinionated very very yeah. opinionated although wikipedia sort of can be too um anyway <laughs> you just yes. got sued yeah i know <laughs> Okay. So, um, so maybe we'll kind of just go by character here. We'll just kind of touch on everybody. Um, maybe starting with John. I mean, John have, has of course been the the main vein through Bloodline. It started with him. It's about his family. It ended with him kind of questioning everything. Um, some interesting things happened. We opened on the finale with him. Uh, walking up to Eric O'Bannon on the side of the road in his sort of inmate pick up the trash routine and sort Twigs. of sort of tried to t- sticks. <laughs> they weren't that small. Sticks. I know. I was like <laughs> sticks and sort of tried to also a, and that was also a message to us him <laughs> picking sticks. Right? We're like oh, and he sort of tried to come to peace or something with Eric O'Bannon. He kind of was like, "What do I need to do to make it right?" And Eric's like, "Hey, man, what's done is done." It is what it is, but what you can do is spare Nolan, Danny's son, from ever knowing what awful things you've done. Interesting. That right. was all. That was very interesting to me, in a way. So, like, on the one hand, obviously, at that point, Eric O'Bannon can't take John's word for anything. So, he never really will believe John, no matter what. I think yeah. the only way he would believe anything is if he literally saw John on the 5 o'clock news confessing all of his sins, and, like, Eric was witnessing this, like, right. in prison, watching it happen, and then at that point, I think he would feel vindicated in some way. But until that happens, John just coming up and talking to him on the side of the word road he's like right but if, but if john were on the five o'clock news confessing all his sins he'd get a presidential pardon the pope would forgive him <laughs> you know i mean that's and that's eric how would be that like, Damn it. Be oh like, that's wow. nice john that's you know, nice right. I'm, in, I'm in hell feeding satan right you know yeah. god it's so just oh eric crappy. i know, I know. Oh, it's, it's so bad it's so, so so john continues through the episode and he's continuing with these with these hallucinations that we see from episode nine and Basically, Danny and Nolan are kind of coming into his mind, mm-hmm, trading mm-hmm. places. We see him having flashbacks to his childhood with young Danny. Then we see him kind of morphing back into modern-day Nolan. And he's kind of just, all these thoughts are racing in his mind. Um, there's one scene in particular where he goes home to the inn, and Sally is sitting in the kitchen. And it's sort of a friendly exchange initially. She's like, sit down with me, have some salad or well, something. Well, he didn't really say anything in that scene. He, he did She just was talking, and I was she like, is she really there? What's yeah, he's happening? kind of lost in the refrigerator. Totally lost, yes. And then she just morphs completely, is gone from the kitchen, and it turns into Danny and Beth. The the Beth that we have been wondering her origins the whole season. We've been wondering. Well, she was in season one. Yes, we We were told that via Twitter. And we didn't. And we were like, "Where?" Well, it was very subtle. But she was in season one as a friend of Danny's up in Miami, someone he he could go to, someone he could rely on. And then she came back in season three. Mm, okay, so we so, did too not much time has passed her in season one. I'm old, but it was interesting too no, because but that's, that's how that's bloodline. It's bloodline. Yeah, yeah, truly that's bloodline. And it was interesting because in that scene, Danny and Beth are talking, and Danny's kind of explaining like Beth's relationship to the family, and it was very interesting. Allison and I were talking about this. So basically, Danny is intro introing Beth, and John says, "Well, isn't she related to us?" And Danny goes, no, 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 she's just a friend. She's what family should be. And, you know, we're kind of friends with no agenda. I think maybe she said that. But I think the great line in that is she's what family should be. Should be, be. right. That was the significant line. I think one of the things with Bloodline is so many people have said, oh, my God, that's my family. That's my cousins. That's my blah, 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 blah. You know, and I can even say that's whatever for me. And... I, th- I thought it was so poignant for her to say, 
but for Danny to say she's what family should be. She's yeah. what you should have been as my brother. Yeah. And and you know, and then you look back at your own families, I don't know about you guys, but you're like, Oh yeah, that's what family should have been. And my best friend from next door, you know was more family hmm. than my real family was. Hmm. Yes. Completely. And that's often the case, I think, for many a people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that little nugget that everyone everyone can relate to in bloodline, you yeah. know? It's that little bit of dysfunction that lives in all of us, all of our families. But that scene turned out to be just another hallucination because at least yes. that was what I gleaned from it um, because of when she was in the car later on, Beth was in the car with, with Nolan. Nolan and basically he said, yeah. I can't believe you've never seen this place or whatever it was. Then yes, we realized was she confirmed. was never there. I will say though that in the kitchen scene with Danny and Beth, when they were talking about like, they just hang out with no agenda. I totally got like Friends sort of hookup vibes. Family with benefits. Yeah, I we didn't. Got, we got a little I didn't bit of that. get platonic vibes. I sort of got like they were dating or together or something. Or the hooked way, up previously. Yeah, the way they were kind of like just telling the story. So that then says it, a lot about you. <laughs> and then it just made me think, oh, like, I love oh it. man, if he if she's really the sister, right? I don't know. What sister? Um, Beth. Is the did, love did you, child of Robert oh, Lieber and Robert's yeah, 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 affair? I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Um, which which was not confirmed. I don't think it. Just no. It was never really confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. But I, again, that's what I think is what what's brilliant with the writers and the creators is you can think one thing, I can think another. My uh-huh. mom's gonna think something totally different. Yeah. You uh-huh. know? yeah. It's like, oh, you know, right? It's, it's true. They leave that kind of open. Okay, I think she's the love child of Robert Rayburn. It makes a lot of and sense. Her mom. Whoever that was. We, and we won't know. But that's what okay. I think. Okay. That's my opinion. All right. What's your, what's your opinion, Jamie? I have none. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so we kind of, we follow John through the episode and his interactions with Kevin. Kevin has a really big, monumental, pivotal point in this finale. Basically, um, all of his undertakings have been found out. One of his Cuban contacts turns out to have been connected with the fed he set up a whole sting to figure out kevin um basically he's we come on the scene where he's about to do himself in he's in the garage with wow. a gun he was okay. just... so katie finneran in that scene bell. amazing right? bell she was fantastic she's so in the, i thought good. she was fantastic she was, the whole time she was so Stunning. wonderful in that scene and equally um john's sorry i just went back uh <laughs> John's wife, Diana. Diana in uh, in the scene where she's saying to John, "We moved. Well, where's the house and all that?" Yeah, the speech. I, I, I thought that was incredible. They for, were both fin- for phenomenal. Jacinda. Yeah. I mean, where, yeah. I thought Katie and Jacinda both had these like powerful tour de force scenes that they just were both incredible on. And what a way to have their characters kind of go out, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, Sissy Spacek kind of had one of those scenes. Sissy had that too. also. She did. Yeah. So they definitely were choosing. It was interesting how the writers chose to sort of uh, inject these moments for uh, the female leads. I mean, obviously, we didn't get that with Meg. Meg is. I mean, I, and I actually, I'm okay with her sort of her storyline ending the way it did. But with these other characters, I think I wanted. I wanted a little bit more. I know from Sally, and I definitely. I think I think I was okay with Belle's um, ending, outside of the fact that I didn't agree with how um, how she was the one that uh, you know left her GPS on because it was sort of yes. But if, but if you look at Belle through all the things, she's always played you know a little light, a little fun. You know, she's always she's always innocent. She's always very innocent, and she's always sweet and she's always nice. And it was only that one scene where she was like. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get through it. Yeah. Blah blah blah. She became this powerhouse. Yeah. But so it made sense to me. Like she did that. She got it all together. She packed everything. And then she brought one thing. We got we got the stuff for the kid. We got the vitamins. We got this for the kid. We got the formula. (laughs) We got all this. I didn't turn my GPS on. Uh, Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I will say this is something that we kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Kind of predicted a couple episodes ago where. Bell had a question. It was during the trial, mm-hmm. and it was when Kevin was mm-hmm. on the stand, and he lied. Yep. And Bell questioned him and was like, what's going on? You need to tell me. And it was when Kevin basically confessed that he did kill Marco and all this stuff was going on. And we were kind of thinking, uh-oh, maybe Bell might be the downfall of the Rayburn family. She's kind of questioning a lot. She's no, kind of, you know, not. feeling the situation. And she wasn't. 
She just went full Stood by her man. Support. Yeah. Stood yeah. by her man. Stood by him. Yeah, Erica yeah. Bennett was very disappointed with that. Yeah. <laughs> no yes, kidding. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Makes sense. We were all also very disappointed <laughs> at how We that, were, because we're yeah. like, Belle's going to tear him down. And, we're like, salvation yeah. for Eric. No. no salvation. So Belle, in all her glory, forgets to turn off the GPS, and basically... Uh, John is very instrumental in orchestrating this plan with Kevin. It seems, you know, he's going to turn him into the feds, but really he's going to escape to Cuba. Mm -hmm. What is Cuba? We were very confused if he actually went to Cuba or not. Well, Cuba's only 90 miles away from Key West. So Cuba is very close. Um, it, it's an easy boat ride. So is uh, Bimini, which is part of the Bahamas. The Bahamas. Okay. That's that's an easy boat ride from the Keys. So why would he go to Cuba? Why wouldn't he go to Cuba and go to Bimini instead? Well, because he. Oh, he, because of the the trajectory of like the journey. They well, no, he be told over the radio, the "I'm feds. going to Cuba," so he misled them. So the so they call the Coast Guard and the Sheriff's Department. They get the boats out and they follow the path from a mile north of Marathon or wherever mm -hmm. they were, towards where they would go to go to Cuba in a direct route. And they track down the boat with helicopters, all that. Then. You know, he goes to Bimini to get to the Bahamas to get away, and then maybe he'll go from there to Cuba Later. or wherever. So right. this was my question, because one of the things they brought up was if he went to Cuba, he couldn't be extradited. Correct. So the plan was he's going to Cuba, right? But he didn't go to Cuba. He went to the Bahamas instead. So considering Bahamas is not a protected zone, the feds came in and took him, and we were led to believe that he's been arrested or whatever, and that's his life now. So why wouldn't they divert and maybe say that he's going to the Bahamas instead, and then he really goes to Cuba where they couldn't extradite him? I guess because he wanted to mislead them to say, I'm going to Cuba. Mm -hmm. So basically, if they get the wrong boat, you know, what you're going to think is, or he got to Cuba. Yeah. You know, we, we still have to look for him there and know if he's there or whatever. But he went to Bimini. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're trying to just throw the throw the scent off you know, yeah. in the wrong direction. They go to Bimini and everything's fine. And maybe eventually, like I said, they go to Cuba or whatever. Yeah. But it didn't happen. Oh, Kevin. I and wish John, they would have. Why didn't they travel at night is my question. Right. I mean, and, like, and then I wondered if it wasn't part of John's like really plan, complex plan, plan of kind of setting Kevin up anyways to be caught eventually. Because what does I he say to Kevin? That, he says, I mean, that, that's a thought. I mean, traveling traveling on a boat at night if you don't Hard. really know right. what you're doing. And, and the Keys, he does know, but he knows the water of the Keys. And yeah. I only learned this from being there. The water in the Keys, until you get to a certain point, is very shallow. Like, you can go a couple miles out, and it's only, like, maybe 18 feet deep at some oh. points. And you don't... There, there are things you can hit. You can get to shallow zones if this tide's out. You can, you can get grounded. I wow. mean, I, I've seen oh. boats actually get grounded when then they're stuck. Oh. And people can't get them out. Okay. So that that happens. Something I didn't know before. Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't know that now, either. About as, that area. I guess you have to get a certain many miles out, but you know, um, I don't think it's that easy. Mm. Okay. I mean. Okay. Uh, interesting. Hmm. All right. Very interesting. So, um, Sally, let's talk about Sally for a little bit. Hot mess. <laughs> A hot mess. Well, okay, so I think that our kind of consensus, Allison, was that all along seasons one, two, and three were kind of alluding to, like, Something. like this secret, this thing, this, big this thing. you know, whatever, that, like, Sally's keeping secret. And that we she were, was the mastermind, which she was. She was. She, she was. She was. Um, she turned them all into liars. <laughs> she did. But I think that we were really waiting for, like, a big... Big, big send-off. big, like, reveal yeah. or, like, a big um, confrontation or, I don't know, something. And even though she had kind of her meltdown with each of her children and kind of said what they did to her that was personally or whatever... Heavy. I felt like it was more. I felt like we needed more from Sally in terms of, like, this big secret that she'd been keeping lifelong. First of all, there was no mastermind other right. than the writers. Because this is a family who just tried to keep... Everything together. Keep it all together. Right. Okay, I'm going to leave my husband. What? My daughter died. Regroup. You know, my husband beat the crap out of my son and broke his arm. Regroup. Yeah. This happened. This happened. And she, they keep covering up and covering up and covering up. So there is no mastermind. John tries to play big brother, even though he's the second in line. Yeah. He tries to be the, the big brother who's controlling everything and keeping everything. All right, I got to keep this okay. I got to keep this okay. I got to keep this okay. Right. But he can't. And eventually, that's why he cracks. And that's why in episode nine, he's going nuts. 
Right. Because he's been trying to hold this all together, as Sally has as well. I, I disagree in that I think when Sally is in the kitchen with Kevin and John, and she basically breaks down and says, I can't sell the inn, I can't get my, you know, this was going to be my nest egg, and I was going to give it to the grandkids, and this was my dream, I've been working... 40-some years for this, with all the turmoil I've been through, with what's happened to my kids, two of my kids are dead, and she lets loose about, you were a bastard, you were weak, I should have let you come out naturally, but they cut you out, I should have made you struggle out and either die or live, and, you know, Danny was good, but he was always a lost soul, Uh, blah, 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 John, you were the worst, you were the bastard, so this golden child who's always been the good boy, has yes. always done the right thing, even though he killed his brother. Has, you know, but, <laughs> but everyone forgives you. him yeah. for that. And, and yeah. she's finally saying, you were the worst of them. You were the, you were the total bastard. I thought that was an incredible finishing for the character. Mm-hmm. And that was a really shocking moment because we've gone through all the seasons seeing John as like the fixer, right? Like they all go to John to Always. fix the problem and he's, you know, kind of helping everybody out of the situation. And for her to like turn on him and call yeah. him out and yeah. say, it's you, it's your fault for everything, that was pretty major. So I, I mean, I don't know how you could top that as far as <laughs> having a character go out. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, I see that you're like, oh, I wish they would. I, I don't see it. Okay, so I think the one storyline, though, that they were definitely dangling in our face in a pretty serious way was her relationship with Roy Gilbert. Absolutely. And I think that there was a lot of inferences made between what happened between the two of them. Like, obviously, in the finale episode, John mentions there was an affair between the two, and Kevin uh, punts that and says, no, you know, there was just something that happened, and, you know, they were part of the cover-up for what Roy did. and So it's like, it's almost like we don't really know what happened. I said in (laughs) one of the previous after shows that I thought that there was something that happened between them. We don't know if he fathered, if she really, one of the kids was really Roy's kid. That's what I thought. Um, Maybe Roy fathered one of the kids. Maybe Kevin even or something. And that's why he had that sort of attachment to Kevin and really thought of him like a son. More like Roy! Yes! So this is one of those things where but we never really got And this could be just the writers being like, figure it out, people. You're smart. Mm -hmm. You're a smart crowd. You can figure it out. I mean, and they did that the whole time. Yeah. It was really a lot of... Gotta be a smart person watching Bloodline. Really, the Tetris of life here. (laughs) Yeah. Figure it out. The Tetris of life. Fit it all together. So, um, the season ends with John kind of coming back to the inn. And he basically is... Of course. Of course. He's basically kind of, you know, just walking through his home and looking at the pictures and the things and just having sort of... um, Memories. Flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of living there. And all the episode long, we've sort of seen flashbacks of Danny and Nolan and young Danny and all these kind of things in his head. It's toying with him whether or not he should tell Nolan the truth or not tell him anything or what he should do. So, basically, we kind of end with Nolan being on the dock... Uh, John walks out to meet him, and we don't know what he does. He, it could go any way. We ha- the very last scene is we have young Danny saying, um, "Don't do it. He doesn't need to know. Just leave it alone." And then older Danny saying, "Just tell him. That's all he wants to do is know the truth." So we're really left to just wonder what he does. I mean, here's the thing, though. He also opens the episode saying, in his voiceover, "Nothing matters more to me than the truth." Yeah. So so maybe this would be a good time to see what do we think John did. Well, I think the irony is John has been trying. John has been struggling with trying to tell the truth. He does it with Aguirre in the yep. car, where he confesses. He says, "Look, I am responsible for Danny's death. I'm also responsible for helping Kevin frame Eric O'Bannon." And Aguirre says, "No, nah, don't worry about it. You know, like you're you're just stressed. You're just you're going through you're some paranoid. trouble. Yeah. You're paranoid. Paranoia happens." Yeah. And he excuses John, and John, Kyle is great, because he just looks at him like, he has this look at like, Can't I'm it. trying to tell you. You're not hearing me. I did this. I'm responsible for this. I right. want to vindicate myself. I'll take whatever happens. And Aguirre's like, yeah, it's okay. You know? <laughs> so you, you have all that buildup, and you have his mom, his mom, saying, you were the worst. You, you were the, you know... Basically, I hate you, and you've been the good guy all your life, and you screwed up and you killed your brother because all this stuff happened. Right. And then you're trying to fix everything that happened, and then you're like, no, I'm going to go 
go ahead and go do it. And even when he had the gun at my eye uh, in the end of season two, he didn't kill me, and, and he goes, go tell your story. So he's ready to go down at that point. And then Kevin kills Marco. And then that's And then it's a right. whole nother thing. Right. So then it's not Ugh, that he doesn't want to... It's so true. He doesn't want to confess. It's that he's got to protect his brother, because yeah. that's what he does. Ay, yeah, yeah. And Kevin... Gave me a stomachache all of season three. Every single episode, I was like, "What What's is going on?" Next? Like Kevin was just like a child almost. Like the decisions he was making were just crazy. And he kept like once Roy got involved, he kept going to Roy for things. And despite what Kevin um, John would say, he'd still go back to Roy. And it was just like so frustrating that he couldn't make a reasonable decision on his but own. But he says that at some point in the last episode, he basically says, I've screwed up my whole life. I've made all the wrong decisions. I've never, you know, I've never done anything right, you know? And he is yeah. like a, he's like a kid who's lost, who's never, yeah. you know, I mean, I... And what I thought was really funny, too, was in the scene where Kevin and John are in the kitchen with Sally, and she's kind of going down the line saying what each kid did, um, she talks about Danny, and she's like, I knew he was lost, but... Kevin juts in and he goes, no, mom, Kevin ruined his own life and that was his own decision. Projecting much? But it was like, yeah, it's like... It's, what do you mean Kevin I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Danny. He was talking about Danny. Danny, sorry. Danny. He was saying Danny messed up his own life. It was, you know, his his choice and no one else's. But it's like Kevin's doing the same thing to his life. So it was, it was mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. moment of, you know... Tearing Danny down, but really talking about yourself. You did know? you have any overlap with Ben Mendelsohn this season or no? Like, did you see him at all during yeah, filming? Yeah, I, I saw him a little bit. Um, I saw him a little bit during filming. I'm trying to think because I got confused with the last season. Yeah, I saw him a couple times. And then um, he had a birthday party for his little daughter out here. And, you know, I saw him then and all that sort of stuff. Cute. Because so. it's sort of like, you know, you guys are now in like your own frat together. <laughs> the bloodline hey, d- um I have to say everyone on bloodline was they were just the nicest group of people from Kyle and Sissy and Ben down to you know the 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 last PA and and it was just the nicest group of people it was just it was a joy how That's was it so working good. with uh John Leguizamo oh John was great he was very he's kind of so funny self-effacing and just yeah. kind of like you know he's I mean, I'm a dad. He's a dad, and it's he's just he's exceedingly talented. He's very unique, and he's very easy to work off of because you can throw him anything. And yeah. that's what I found with everyone on on our cast. We were lucky because not not everyone's like that. Um, but he'd just be like, "Oh, my kid, my kid's doing." You know, it's just like he's a regular guy going through the same. And stuff. he's a busy guy too. He's doing oh like God. a one man show. He does a one man show. He's doing like a one man yeah. show in Miami. He's like, I gotta get During out of here. Filming. I gotta go to, you know, yeah. Incredibly busy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Was there like a favorite um, scene for you this season or? This season, yes. my favorite scene was the one with my sister when we were talking about Woody Woodpecker. Oh, <laughs> the story, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. in the jail when they were I have to through say, the glass. The exchanges between you and Chloe Sevigny this season I thought were Fantastic. magical. I really Chloe's did. A sweetheart. Fantastic. She's a doll. And I loved how Chloe sort of, or we'll call her Chelsea for sake of example, sort of came to Eric's aid this season. Yeah. It's sort of like in the previous seasons, she was kind of like, oh, Eric, what is he doing? Like, right. he's getting into trouble. Leave him alone. But now she kind of saw the truth of what it was. But that was the thing. That, that's what I loved about um, Todd Kessler had told me ahead of time. He goes, we, we wrote this scene with Woody Woodpecker, and it's my favorite scene thus far in the whole season. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. And I, you know, Woody Woodpecker, all right. <laughs> and then you get the scene, and then you see what it is, and you hear Chelsea say, you know, you said that story the same way every time, all the time. And I'm yes. like, well, I'm not good at making stuff up. Uh-huh. She goes, yeah, oh, no. It was so poignant. I, we loved goes, that scene. Yeah. We loved it. Yes. So that, it was up there. So I, I would say that, the one with Kyle with the gun. For season two. Okay. For season two. Oh, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yes. Okay, we're, we're reading each other's minds. Go, go for um, it. Okay, so, I mean, that was that was an amazing scene. That Thank was you. incredibly Phenomenal. high adrenaline, intense. I mean, John at his peak, Eric at his peak. Thank I mean, you. just going head to head. It was fantastic. Um, we sort of saw what it did how it ended, and then, this was the question that I had through the season, which your comment may be different, but this was my question. So after that scenario, 
Uh, John separates from Eric, and they kind of go about their business for a while. Then, in the beginning of this season, John comes back and finds Eric, who's gone down into Your whatever. Your little island. The, yeah. Your the, little nook. The nook. The mangroves. The mangroves. And he gives him the gun. He gives him some stuff of Danny's. He, like, plants this stuff on him. And later, Eric is arrested by the... Aguirre. By Aguirre. Sure. And he's got all the stuff on him. And we were like, why would he have all the stuff on him? Why wouldn't he have tossed it in the river and rode on down the road or whatever? He had Found this, the next mangrove. Found the next mangrove. <laughs> he had all the stuff on him. So we all, we had wondered the whole season. Hashtag save Eric O'Bannon. Yeah, why he would have gathered those goods that John planted on him. Basically, John, I mean... I, I had to hightail it out of there quick because I'm getting framed for a murder I didn't commit. Right. Yeah. I'm already suspect on other stuff, you know, and everyone's after me. There's only one road in the Keys. That's it. If you don't get out from that road and get to Miami, you can't get out via walking or road or anything. Mm-hmm. There's no way. The only way is by boat. Eric's pretty savvy with a boat. In In the Keys, there's these mangroves. There's these bushes that overgrow everything and there's places to hide within the mangroves so Eric gets a boat he grabs whatever he can, gets on a boat and starts going John figures out where he is Blah blah. he's trying to hide out because you've got the coast guard, you've got the sheriff they've all got boats, they've got helicopters they're gonna, they can track you yeah. down, Right. so he's trying to wean his way up to towards Miami, he's gotta get to the Everglades which is not the safest place for being in a boat <laughs> um, to try to get you know through there to Miami to meet up with Legazamo's character, and to try to find some some safety. So John comes under the guise of I'm going to help you. I'm going to I'm going to help save you. Yeah. Here, here's a gun to protect yourself. Here's you know some food, some this, maybe a little cash. Yeah. Whatever. And Eric at that point, he hasn't slept. He's, he's clean con- to whatever. He's yeah. constantly drunk. John comes, it's a it's like It's like a savior. It's a, moment. but first it's like, oh my god, are we back in the shack again? Is this are you yeah. coming to kill me finally do this? Yeah. And John throws him a gun and he's like Oh, it's not loaded. Um, you know, it's it's there's all this craziness for for Eric, like, what is going on? I'm being framed, I don't know what's going on, I'm not brilliant. Should Eric should Eric have shot John? He tried to. And it was the gun was, was empty. empty. And then John threw the bullets. Later. Oh, John. You know? Yeah. That was an intense scene. So it, it was, you know, so Eric took the stuff because he's not sure what he's doing. He doesn't know the right. gun is the gun that killed Marco. Right. You know, he's still, he's still gullible enough to think, oh, John, the kid I grew up with. Yeah. He's, he is trying to help me. Oh, he is being good. Right. My best buddy's brother. Yeah, he is yeah. being good. And then... He gets screwed over. Okay, I have a question. What yes, did you, um, like, what was the thing that you learned about yourself as an actor within this role as Eric O'Bannon? Like, did you, were there any any surprises that you had or any sort of, like, ahas for yourself? Like, wow, I didn't know, I didn't know that about myself or I didn't know I could do that or, I don't know, anything like wow, that. Wow, that's a great question. Um, I wish I had, like time to think on it um i i will say take your time yeah. take your time no, I, I will say i i think for me this was my first series regular right and it took me 25 years to get it and it's a different thing when you become part of the real fabric of a show i had a little bit of a, on sons of anarchy and a little bit on southland where i was in a lot i loved it. sons of anarchy oh thank you but, th- but <laughs> this is like yeah you <laughs> This is like where you you feel like all right. I'm even if you know, even if I'm I'm not in that much. I'm I'm part of the show. Oh yes, show. you are. Yeah, and it, you, a you feel major that. part of you. Bloodline. Truly. So you feel that, and then the cast was so welcoming, and it's like you're you know when I got cast in this, for me it was like I'm a hockey player. I made the All Star team, but I'm third line on the All Star team. But I made the team. Right. And I'm skating with the best. So for me, it was like, oh my God, Sissy Spacek, it's Sam Shepard, it's Kyle Chandler. I didn't know who Ben was, and then Ben was. <laughs> was amazing, and I yeah. I was his best friend. And so <laughs> I, I think as an actor, I've grown tremendously as, as an actor and, and just as a man from, from getting to work with these people and being in this situation um, and, and to get to work off Ben and Kyle and, and Chloe that much. I mean, also Kevin 
and Sissy and all that, but I didn't have that much interaction right. with them. You know, right. Legazamo yeah. I had a lot with. To get to play at that level a lot, you know, it's like it raises your game and you become a bit more confident, for at least for a little while, um, <laughs> you know, in what, in what you're doing. And then yeah. the reinforcement from everyone, and then everyone was so nice. Right. And it was just, it was Huge like a dream. On top, it was a yeah. dream. It was a dream job. Mm. Yeah. So now is there like more talks with you and the Kesslers or? Uh... They hate me. No. No. <laughs> no Impossible. No, no. No, no. Uh, no I don't know what they're going to do next. I mean. They'll do something. Yeah, I'm sure they they're, will. They're um, definitely going to do something. Yeah, yes. we'll we'll see. I, I don't I don't know what uh, they're up to next and if there's anything for me or if they want me. Do we think there's going to be any revisit to Bloodline in the future? No. It's done. I believe it's so. Dead. Well, it's you done. know, here's the thing, though. This often happens with many things. Like, we we thought Mariah Carey retired. And, like, you know, like, like these things happen. And here so she right. is floating uh, in the dead sea. Hang on, hang on, All right, I'll Mariah Carey? He's coming to Bloodline. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop no, it! I, I think that's it. I mean, shut it down. I think it's one of those things where, depending on um, depending on how it lives within the Netflix um, atmosphere mm-hmm. in the years that go on, whatever, you know, who knows how Netflix right. may petition for some kind of a reunion to happen or something to happen. I mean, obviously, we have the Full House, Fuller House show, so it's like you know. Stranger Things have happened. Too, Thirty years later, you when know, we don't know. Eric yeah, gets out of jail. I don't think so. What? What are you? What's on the? What's on the? Um, I don't Eugenia, know. for I, yeah, you. Like what are you doing? Is now? there anything oh, you can it, tell us? Is there anything? Yeah, I mean, tell us? Bloodline just changed my. Thank goodness. Status. Yes. So. And we applaud this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been pretty noise. neat. Um, but I'm going to Canada next week to do. Did you ever guys? Did you guys ever see the movie Three Days of the Condor? With you probably don't know, but Robert Redford. Mm. And, I feel like I've I know of this, uh, but I don't. Faye Dunaway. It was an amazing movie. They made they made a series of it with uh, William Hurt and uh, Brendan Ooh. Fraser. But I'm going to do just a couple episodes of it for that. But it's a, an amazing script. And then I did a pilot called Unsolved about the the murder of Biggie Small. <gasps> yeah, and it amazing. was really good. Um, I saw the the pilot, and I think. I might be going back to that if all is good for a little right. bit, and then um, I'm, I'm I auditioned for a recurring role on Bosch that I'm in. I know I'm in the running for. I don't know yeah. that I'm going to get it, but that would be nice. Got our fingers crossed. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. All right, things are happening though. Um, yeah, you, got some, bit, you got some. Yeah, you got some. Movement. Yeah, yeah, we want 2018 to be the year of Jamie McShane. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, 2018 till like till you know, the next 30, 40 and, years. And then more. That'd the end nice. of time. <laughs> to be I got kids to support. 2018 so and more. Lord. Well, we are big fans of yours, Jamie. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate you so I'm much big coming fans in. Of yours. Oh, I am. Okay. Hello. Thank you. Well, we've wait, been huge fans. What? Of- wait, do we forget any questions though? This is so sad. I really <laughs> like. Can we stay, James? Can we stay as here for a As big of a deal as it is for you, Jamie, like ending acting on Bloodline, it's as big a deal of us as covering it. Yeah, we've we, covered- we knew we knew it was coming. Like, and and the other thing was, um, Kyle got to be. One of the best friends I've ever had in, in my life, and I've had some good ones. And that was sad. To, you know, I got to spend three seasons, and I got very close with Ben too, but Ben wasn't around as much. Um, so that that was sad. And just to have this ensemble of actors who really, and the crew, and all the crew, it was just an ensemble of people who really liked each other, yeah. who really liked going to work, and everyone felt like we're, we're giving a product. Right. So whether you're you're helping to feed the casting crew or you're you're you know throwing wires down and plugging things in or you're you're playing a role we all felt like we're building something and it was um it was very special that's so nice lordy lord i i can't take it anymore (laughs) i know oh that was a good one so good well i mean what better way to end it than the fact that everyone was fabulous on set too? Yeah, that's it was true. a great cast and a great I actually, experience. I feel some resolve in hearing your perspective on a lot of this stuff because, like, hearing it from your lens makes me sort of reevaluate See it that way. things. Oh, cool. We were seeing it very different, oh, and okay. it, it's very Before helpful. We talk to you in the sense of like the the characters character. Um, <laughs> It makes a lot more sense hearing how you 
spinned it all. Yeah. Yeah, you cool. know what I'm saying? Like or unspun it. How you spun How it. How you unspun <laughs> the spin. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's what I, yeah, that's what I meant. So very, I, I, I feel like I, I feel a little bit more, um, I feel okay. I feel more okay about how things shaped <laughs> up. Because we were shook before we started this, okay. let me tell you. We You're had, shook? We were shook. We, we had, literally... So we, we had some unanswered questions. We literally, after last week's episode, because last week we covered eight and nine, we both went home and immediately watched the finale because we were like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And then we immediately after, we were like, what the hell just happened? What the hell just happened? So Okay, so before we end, because this is it, do you have any other unanswered questions? Is there anything that's puzzling? I mean, puzzling or bugging you? Well, wait. So, do you feel like Beth was really the love child of um, of uh, Robert Rayburn and someone? Do I feel? Do you feel? I don't. Oh. But I don't know. But okay. I'm. But I'm also. I've also given up knowing. A lot of stuff. Okay, anyway. fair enough. Okay, okay we had another question. I have two kids. I've given up knowing anything. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, we we questioned Ozzy a little bit because Ozzy kind of when he came, came back. In, um, when he came back and left, like he came in, he kind of oh, stirred yeah, up true. some stuff. He accosted Sally. He was like, "What's going on here?" And then he and then he just killed himself. So we, I think we're sort of wondering, along with some fans, we got some comments. Like, why? Like, why did he kill himself? I think because he got bopped on the head pretty hard earlier in one of the episodes when he had that whole fight with the guy. Um, And I think he started having this, like, coming to Jesus realization that, you know, I'm I'm trying to, to make things right. And I'm, again, like... Not quite like John, but he, he was trying to come to terms with everything he'd done. Yeah. He'd done some really bad things. And right. I think he was trying to just settle things like, oh, my God, I'm aware now that I've done all these bad things, and I want to make it right. And then it came down like, oh, the hell, boom. And like, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to get a chance to do it, so I'll do it myself. I'll just do myself in, you know? And I think John was trying to come clean also and was never... And John actually tried, like, and he was never given the chance. And I think Eric was like, I haven't done anything that bad. Yeah, I haven't right. done anything that bad. Comparatively, I yeah. Mean, I stole some gas. <laughs> so true. I you mean, know? honestly. Really well, and then true. I also, I mean, part of me, my heart my heart broke a little bit for, for Chelsea. Just in oh, the yeah. sense of, it's like she was just, she was really just putting her best foot forward in yeah. as many ways as she could. I mean, when she stole that medicine, I was like, girl. One pill. I know. I was like, girl, you know better. There's cameras in this freaking pill closet. One pill. I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh, girl, you're destroying your life. It was so frustrating. And then she goes in with the manager or whatever, and she fires her. And it was just like, oh, the most painful moment. She's already going through through so much with her family. Her mother's passed away. her family's hated. I know. Oh, and then when she got pulled over by the cop. Oh. And he totally, like, took advantage of the situation. And she's like, that's because of my brother. It's because of my family. It's because of what... I think this show made me we fall are in, in love this with town. her a little bit. I have to say. No, yeah. what, say that again? And I Eric. Th- oh, well, The yes. show made us fall in love with Chelsea yeah. and Eric. Oh, in a thank sense you. of, you know, like, because we've we, seen her in other stuff. But it was just, it's different. Like, I feel like this role... It was so personal. Yeah. There's something about and it. And we just started having such negative th- feelings about the O'Bannons because of the setup. Mm-hmm. And then just through the journey, we saw it for what it was. It was like an amazing just story trying arc. trying to get arc. by yeah. and do the right yeah, thing, survive. Yeah. but survive. Yeah. Yes. That's really what it was for yes. the abandons. Man, oh man. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> James. James. And that again is still why I love the scene about Woody Woodpecker with Chelsea. Yeah. And you see what they went through as kids and how he protected her. And how yeah. she realizes that and all, all that. And that I'm saying, oh, wait, I, I just want everyone to know I'm saying James because our engineer is James. And I'm saying James <laughs> because I'm hoping that he's just going to continue the clock for us. He probably, probably shut it off like 30 minutes ago. I'm literally he's like. He's a Brady Bunch rerun. No, he's not. But I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, want, is, I don't want everyone to think that I'm like saying Jamie Nate. as this James. This is probably yeah, James right. over here. Right. Yeah, so it's fine. Oh, James. Um, no, but really. And I think that was like the turning point, don't you think? When they had that conversation, it was like oh. you really knew what the truth was. And you're like, Eric's telling the truth. This yeah. is messed up. What the Rayburns are doing, Eric's telling the oh. truth. We are like, hashtag Team O'Bannon. But man was, <laughs> man was the acting good. So it good. Was, it was oh, so good. You, it was, no, it was a stellar, I mean, I everything am, was stellar. I am exceedingly, uh, 
grateful that I got to be part of that cast. Well, I mean, they're lucky to have had you because you certainly made your major mark on that show. I mean, truly, I don't know any better person to have played the role of Eric O'Bannon because you you. freaking shot it out of the park. (laughs) Yes, you did. Truly, truly. I mean, um, as much as we would love a season four of Bloodline, it is what it is. I was like, I was saying to Blake, I was like, how the hell are we going to hang out with Jamie again? I don't know. We just call gotta me figure something. Oh, another show! The next show! The next show! The, the next, next show! show. <laughs> the next show! That's right. Please come back anytime for any of your future projects. We would Thank love you. to have you back. Yes, Thank absolutely. This has been fantastic, Jamie. Thank you so much. I we know. are big fans of you, big fans of Bloodline. Just we're All so excited that All you rang in the finale with us. Oh, the finale! Thank you. I it. Ah! Thanks everyone out there too for just being on this journey with us. Yes, for all you Bloodline fans out there. If you have any remaining questions that we didn't cover, reach out to us. Let us know. We'll hit Jamie up, maybe hold up. <laughs> Here's a few answers yeah. and we'll disperse them. But um, um, thank you so much for being a part of this journey for us for all three seasons. It's crazy. Um, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next one. I have been your host, Blake V. You can find me on all social media at Blake V Media. And I'm Allison Dean. You can find me everywhere at the Allison Dean. And that's uh, Jamie McShane right they there. probably can't find me anywhere. You can't, so, you can't you. find him anywhere except you can find him in a whole lot of TV Amazing. and movies. Shows. Movie action. Yes, and huge thank you to Jamie oh, McShane for joining so us tonight. We appreciate it so it much. Fun. Thank you. Again, the Manchester yes. crowd. Yes, we're down. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 